You know, Jesus warned us that in the end times, deception like a virus will spread like wildfire. Disguised as the answer to all our problems, our secular culture can only offer replacements to the truth. The good news is that the truth of the Bible is the cure. In Pastor Jack Hibbs' new book called Living in the Days of Deception, he reveals the antidote to the lies we're told that have become increasingly harder to detect. From the inspiring foreword written by Mike Pompeo to the final chapters, Pastor Jack exposes how to combat deceptive spirits and equips us when we're deceived by the ultimate liar, Satan himself. Living in the Days of Deception by Jack Hibbs is a powerful must-read, and when you order, you can bundle by getting the DVDs and a downloadable link for a gift of any amount at jackhibbs.com radio. That's jackhibbs.com radio. Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture. Jesus is saying, if you're going to go to heaven, you need to become like a little child. That must have really blown their minds completely. That goes against all the rules of engagement, right? That goes against all the rules of us uh, engineering a certain thing. If I have just the right type of branding, the right type of look, the right type of verbiage. We've got to have the right font. You know all the stuff that you and I put up with every day in life? Well, Jesus says, hey guys, you want to be great? See this little guy right here? That's your answer. You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs. Hey everybody, I want to bring you something that is uh, near and dear to my heart. And I think it's near and dear to your heart, too. By the time you hear this, um, I think you'll have some affection, not only toward Jesus, uh, but toward your relationship with God and how you see things. Obviously, we're in a setting here in Chino Hills uh, that is uh, different than our sanctuary. It's different than our campus. It's, it's not some studio. In fact, well, I should say it's better than some studio, isn't it? This is early springtime. We'll come back here in a month and everything will be purple, orange, and yellow. Um, how do we know? Because we've seen it before. We see it each year. Um, why do we care? Because it's something that God has done. Uh, notice, even if your own life, you, that you may not be a believer in God's uh, incredible ability to create, you have to stop and pause for a moment and realize that the things that bring you incredible peace and comfort. In fact, isn't it true that people will even escape away to places that we'll call that are natural, places of nature, and they'll love it because they feel what? They feel one with the universe or they feel some sense of inner peace. And can I just say that those people, though they're seeking a good thing, they're doing it the wrong way in the sense that they're trying to find the peace without the peacemaker. They're trying to find inner uh, sanctum without the God of the sanctuary. And let me share something with you, which to me, 
believe it or not, to me, defines what Christianity should be like. It's Matthew chapter 18. And at that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him and set him in the midst of them and said, so number one, Jesus, who's going to be the greatest in heaven, in the kingdom? We want to know why. Obviously, each of them want to be that title holder. Jesus is going to shock them by getting a little kid. And he says, assuredly, I say unto you, unless you are converted and become as a little child, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. For therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. It's an awesome portion of scripture because we know from Jesus and his ministry that there was a time when Jesus was with the entire multitude of people, right? A big crowd. So watch this. If you are involved in business, ministry, social media, influencing, what's the point? You got to have a big crowd. You need a crowd. Click subscribe. Click like. Join me. Follow me. The crowd. Here's what's so awesome about Jesus. Jesus is preaching and he doesn't care about the crowd. He cares about the quality of the hearts of those who are in the crowd. And to have the right type of quality heart, you and I have to be converted. That is, we have to think differently. We have to have a different series of priorities. We have to have a different passion for what we're living for. And in this case, obviously, the one that will bless you forever is having passion for God. So... Jesus is saying, if you're going to go to heaven, you need to become like a little child. That must have really blown their minds completely. That goes against all the rules of engagement, right? That goes against all the rules of us uh, engineering a certain thing. If I have just the right type of branding, the right type of look, the right type of verbiage, we've got to have the right font. You know all the stuff that you and I put up with every day in life? Well, Jesus says, hey guys, you want to be great? See this little guy right here? That's your answer. Well, we also know from the Bible that Jesus was speaking, the crowds were coming. And at one point, the Bible tells us that the crowds were pressing in on Jesus. And Jesus saw the disciples somehow, in some way, because we know from the Greek language the Bible actually says that the disciples set up barriers. We don't know what that is. Was it their bodies? Were they blocking? <laughs> Were they tripping? They set up barriers to little children coming to Jesus. Imagine that. So here's Peter, James, and John. There's Andrew and Philip. They have somehow concocted a plan. You know what? Jesus is busy. We're helping him out. We got to manage this crowd. And we just got to make sure these little kids, you know, we don't fall over them. So we need to set up barriers, the Greek word is. We need to set up hindrances to the little kids making their way to Jesus. Because after all, they could distract him. After all, you know, one might get under his feet. That wouldn't go well. Wouldn't look good. 
And then what's awesome is that Jesus sees it and he says, wait a minute. Do not forbid the little children to come unto me for such is the kingdom of heaven. When he said, do not forbid them, that's that word, hinder them. Do not set up barriers to keep little kids from coming to me for of such is the kingdom of heaven. Dovetailing perfectly to Jesus's answer to the guys in their pursuit of pride, what, their pursuit of status, their pursuit of likes and subscribes is we've got to do this. And Jesus says, no, you got to give it up. You need to become like a little kid. Why a little kid? Little kid, a little kid sees things differently. A little kid, for example, in this setting, uh, I'm 65 years old. I see certain things that I can see, <laughs> um, but I, I'll, I'll miss a lot. Not a little kid. A little kid will point things out. Do you see that? They'll, you know what? They would say something like this. Pastor Jack, do you see the mistletoe growing in the oak tree that's about ready to bloom? In fact, do you see the blooms, just the leaves coming forth on that oak tree right there? But look at the mistletoe. Isn't that used at Christmas time as a tradition? I didn't think about that till I just saw it. They would have seen it immediately. And then what about the lupins on the side of the hill? Just coming out. This whole hillside is going to be covered soon. Purple. You see that? Lupins. There's just a few right now, but a little kid will spot them. When your little kids are little kids, when they're still crawling, have you noticed that um, they will find stuff that you have completely missed on the carpet? And if you're not a good housekeeper, mom and dad, guess what they're going to do? They're going to put it right in their mouth. And it's so awesome. I mean, <laughs> you got to be careful, but many of us have experienced this. The little ones scooting along, they stop, and it's just like, what are they looking at? What are they looking at? And they'll reach down, and now you're concerned because it is at a marble. You know, God forbid it's something that could hurt them. But they grab like a little, I don't know, it's lint, some thread. Is it a piece of paper? They'll grab it and they'll put it in their mouth. Watch me. They'll put it in their mouth. And they'll go like this. And you can watch their mouth move around and their tongue is sampling it and their eyes are kind of rolling around. What are they doing? They're studying it. That's how they do it. They're little kids. To them, they don't sit there and analyze it and they're, they're not sitting there about the technology of it. They see something that is out of the normal. They pull it up, they put it in their mouth and they are processing, what is it that I've just experienced? What is it that I'm looking at? What's it taste like? What does it look like? How does it look like wet? If they spit it out and they're looking at it again, they'll put it back in their mouth. What's going on? Jesus said, you got to become like that to be a kid, a kid of heaven. They see things and they giggle and they laugh about things and things get their attention that you and I so quickly just walk right past. It's kids who teach us what clouds look like. When's the last time you looked at a cloud and you saw a giraffe in the cloud? Or a monkey? Or, you know, Mickey Mouse? Listen, the fact of the matter is this, that when kids see things, their imagination, their eyesight sees something that their eyes um, are only a tool to deliver that thing. In other words, their eyes don't really see it. It's their imagination that sees it. 
their imagination captures something that has got their attention to you and I. Oh, those are lupins, and those come out in the springtime, and they, uh, you know, they're going to do this, they're going to do that. You think a kid cares about They don't care about that. They don't care one bit about that. What they care about is, what is it? Never seen that before. It's so colorful. <laughs> What's it taste like? And so you and I as believers, and I hope that you are a believer, that you're, that you're somebody who believes and recognizes what God is saying is incredibly deadly serious, but extremely beautiful, right? Um, he's saying, you're not going to go, you're, you're not going to go to heaven unless you become like a child. And so you, what you and I need to be careful about is growing up. All of our lives, our parents have said, stop it, grow up. And I get it. We need to be responsible. And we need to be uh, practical and reasonable. But there's some point in our lives where that crosses a line. And uh, we go from being responsible and practical to becoming almost uh, so right about things that we become dead right. And, you know, church can be like that. Maybe many of you have visited a church and the church is so committed to doing things um, the right way that that church is so uh, right about things that it's dead right. And it kills the church. Why? Because, honestly, I think it sucks the childhoodness, the childlikeness out of our lives. Religion files you in and files you out. There's nothing strange happening. Right? Think, if you have a spiritual, a spiritual experience with God, so to speak, every Sunday, and nothing's really happening, then you know what? You might be looking at things really practically and really right and really, really um, exceptionally analytical, and leave the service completely uninspired. Children are inspired, are they not? And children are trusting. You can put a kid on a block wall and say, jump, and they'll jump. Try setting your teenager on a block wall and say, jump. They'll say, what are you, nuts? They don't trust you anymore. You never did anything to them, but doubt has crept in, practicalities crept in. They know, wait a minute. Um, I'm 13 years old. I'm going to look stupid jumping. I don't jump. I'm 13. And besides, I don't think you can catch me. Uh, but you've never dropped them in all of their lives. But why now the hesitation? Why the hindrances? Because they stopped seeing things in a childlike setting. And so as a Christian, you and I need to mature by becoming like a child. Does that make sense? We need to mature by growing closer to Jesus. And if we're going to do that, we are going to be less adult-like in our relationship with him. It won't be silly for us to hear that we should crawl up into the lap of Jesus and talk to him. It won't be silly for us to praise the Lord, right? It won't be silly for us to, as it were, make a joyful sound in our heart and sing unto the Lord. Have you noticed kids are always singing? 
so should we. So listen, this is just a, a challenge to all of us that whatever you're doing in life and you call it Christianity or religion, you may be a Buddhist right now, a Hindu, Muslim, a Jew, but let's just be honest, let's just cut straight to the chase. Let's just get all the hindrances out of the way. You have no joy. You have no joy because what's going on is the fact that you, my friend, have sterilized, a, a sterilized relationship with God. And Jesus says, you come to me. I encourage you to do that. This Jack Hibbs podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities, are listener supported. Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh, oh.